Okay, Shalom Aleichem, we're back at it. I wanna let's read through the Gemara one time. I mean, Hashem just get the clear chat and what's being said, and then like Kedushin Bakhidish will start trying to ask questions, trying to understand the principles, underlying principles behind it. So it comes along the Gemara on Beis Amud Aleph, towards the second half of the Amud. Now that we've taught the concept, the principle of Shaktu, so Eisesheshaninu. That which we taught in the Mishnah later on, that that if the time came, the end of the 12 months lapsed, and now she's able, he has to support her, he has to pay for her money, for her food, I'm sorry, and she's allowed to eat Petruma. So he gives man be'echad b'shabbos, if that 12 months lapsed on a Sunday, since he can't do Nesuin, since he can't marry her, because of our Takana of Besuinisim Revi, then Eilan the Mayan Lebezinus, he doesn't have to pay for Mazinus either. The Fikuch, therefore, says the Gemara, we're going to make now an extrapolation. This is all in Revisif, we'll see soon in Rashi. Cholahu, if he got sick, Osha Chalsehi, or she got sick, Osha Pirsa Nida, or she became a Nida. In any one of the, those three circumstances, the halacha is inumayla mazenis. He doesn't have to pay for mazenis. Period. Now, the ba- yeah, that's a period. The basic understanding would be that inasmuch as we saw that the din of the Mishnah, B'sulun Nisim Revi, creates a, an, uh, an example, a circumstance of inus, that he's unable to get married against his will, so so too any time he's unable to get married against his will, that's going to create an exemption from, from mazenis. That's the first tense of the Gemara. We're going to call that the Kama. According to the Lishna Kama, once we have a din in the Mishnah of Besula Nisus the Amravi, that will extend to teaching us a Ptur from Azenus when it was Igiazman. And since we learned a Ptur from Azenus in the Mishnah of Igiazman, so then we're going to extend that Ptur of Azenus to any type of onus. It's not limited to the din of Besula Nisus. Now, comes along the Gemara, take two. And there is those who teach it not as a statement of fact, but rather as a question. If he gets sick, what's the din? Meaning to say, if he gets sick in a way which prevents him from being able to marry his Arusa, it was Higiyah's man, but now he's sick. So what's the din? Does he have to pay for Mazenus or not? Hasamai over there in the Mishnah Taimamai, what's the reason that he's gonna be exempt when it was Basulanisis the M Levi and that and the time lapses, the twelve months lapses on a Sunday. Mishum is the reason is because they're extenuating circumstances outside of his control. And maybe so to hear that when he becomes sick, there are extenuating circumstances outside of his control. He's unable to get up out of bed because he has a raging fever. And therefore, he's an oinus, he's exempt from mazenus. That's one side of the suffix. O Dilma, or maybe not. Maybe hasam onis betakanta de takinu le rabbanon. Maybe over there in our Mishnah, when it's looking on Basul in this case, the onus is built off of a takana de rabbanon. That the takana de rabbanon is the reason why he is not able to get married, and therefore only when there's a takana de rabbanon. Then, under those circumstances, that's going to exempt him from the Chiv Mesenas. But Hacha, where he's sick, that 
even though he's an onus, he can't get out of bed, since his sickness isn't a takanadurabanan, he's still going to have to go ahead and pay for the mezenus nonetheless. That's the first suffix of the Gemara regarding chalahu. Now, the Gemara does not answer that suffix. It's a, it still is a suffix, and that suffix will remain in the Lishna Basra. Now, says the Gemara, Now, the Gemara says as follows If you want to say that chalahu still has to pay for her mezenus, yeah, that means that let's make an assumption. We don't have an answer to the question, but if we assume that chalahu still has to pay for mezenus, Meaning to say that when he gets sick, that's not a sufficient enough of an inus to ex- to exempt him from paying for the din of mezonos. So chal mahu, when she gets sick, so what's the halacha? Is he have to pay for mezonos even when she gets sick, and therefore they're unable to get married? So amr maybe he can say mahu. What's the din? Matzi amr maybe he's able to say to her. I'm here ready to get married. I am standing under the chuppah. And therefore, I'm only willing to pay for mezenas if you come. Ah, you don't want to come. That's not my fault. That's your fault. So I'm willing to pay for mezenas today. Just come, get up and come to the chuppah. You're not willing to do that? I'm putter for mezenas. Maybe he has a claim. Dilma, or maybe not. Maybe she's able to say to him, Your field got flooded. Your field got flooded. Now what's this claim of your field got flooded? We're going to see in Yat Hashem, it's a Machlik, it's But either way, we have a suffix here. What's the din of Chal When she gets sick, does he claim, I'm here, I'm ready to get married, and therefore I don't have to pay because you're not showing up? Or she has a claim, she can say to him, and therefore, even I, the lady, even though I, the lady, am not getting up to get married, nonetheless, I'm st- you're still going to have to pay me mezenas. Now, comes along the Gemara and says, we don't have an answer to that question either. But, says the Gemara, if we assume like one of those answers, we have a third question. And if we're going to say, let's make the assumption, she can make this claim of and even though she was sick, Nonetheless, he has to still pay for her mezenas. Then, pirsanida mahu, if she becomes a nida, right? She gets her menstrual cycle. So then, mahu, what's the din? Are they able? Is, does he still have to pay for mezenas or not? So it qualifies the Gemara now as follows: Bishas If it's her normative menstrual cycle, then that's not what I'm asking. We're not asking that question. Because there, that's obvious. She can't make the claim that his field flooded. And therefore, if she gets her normative menstrual cycle, then the Gemara assumes, as a basic assumption, that he's going to be exempt for paying from Azenas. But, when the Gemara has a question, is when she has an abnormal menstrual cycle. It's not in a regular period. Right, she got her menstrual cycle at an un- unexpected time. So, my, what's the din? Is he have to pay for her mezonos or not? Since it's not at her normative menstrual time, a time in which she sees her, her period, so Matsya Amrale, she's able to say to him, your field flooded. Or maybe not. 
Why? Because since there are women that their normative menstrual cycle changes, Kishas Vesta Dami. This is tantamount to being her, uh, her, her regular period time, and therefore he's still going to be exempt. So that's the suffix of the Gemara, is an altered, an unexpected period, comparable to a regular period or not. That's the Gemara's third suffix. Now, the Gemara wants to go ahead and try to answer those suffix, those fakos. So says the Gemara, Pashat Rav Yachai, Rav Yachai answered as follows, the din of the Mishnah says that if the time came and they didn't get married, then she eats from his pocket, meaning he has to pay for her mazenas, and she's now detruma if she's marrying a Kalein. So now the Gemara wants to make a diuk. The Mishnah doesn't say they, he didn't marry her. Rather, it says they didn't get married. So... Why is it that the Mishnah is saying a language that they didn't get married opposed to he didn't marry her? What's the case? If she's the one preventing it, if she just stops saying, I don't want to come to the chuppah, I'm running away from you, leave me alone, so how come he has to pay for a mazinus, and how come she can eat from truma? That can't be. Rather, it must be that it, they didn't get married because it was out of someone's will. No one wanted, everyone wanted to get married. It was just, there was an Aynas. And there was an Aynas, Kiai Gavna, that what? That it was either Chaluhu, Chalsihir, Pirsanida. And nonetheless, it says, Uktani, Uchlis, Mishalev, Uchlis, Pachuma. Nonetheless, it says to pay for Mazenus. So we stay here that all of these cases seemingly don't qualify as an Aynas that would exempt her from. Paying for that would exempt him, I'm sorry, from paying for Mazenus. And therefore, we'll see that all of these cases still chayev. So that would go, that would prove to us that the only exemption from Mazenus would be a takana to takinu rabbanan. But any of the other practical forms of Mazenus wouldn't suffice. That the Gemara responds, not true. Amir of Ashi, Rav Ashi says, Really, I'll tell you, if there's any type of Mazenus, then she's not going to be able to, he's not going to have to pay for a mazenus. And really, that's even talking about when she, he's the one holding up. And really, the Mishnah, it was t- speaking in an accurate language, would have said, that it was, which implies that the only time he has to pay is when the man is the one holding it up. So why didn't it do that? Since the Rish of the Mishnah was referring to her, the lady, so Tanya Nami Therefore, we also talked about her, the lady. But it's not to allow you to go ahead and tell you that you can make an inference that every onus is not a legitimate onus. Rather, since we taught the din of Yudbeis Chidish regarding her, we also taught Lenisu regarding her. So that's the basic read of the Gemara. We have the Gemara again, if we're going to summarize, has, a, has two takes. Well, now that we know that the din of Besula Nisus the Yemrevi is going to create a p'tor from Mazenus, the Pizgiyah Zman Be'echad B'Shabbos, the suffix of the Gemara, one, the Lishnakam of the Gemara assumes, then that's true by every other suffix. Every other onus, every other onus is also going to create a p'tor Mazenus. 
Whereas, according to the Lishna Basra, that's going to be a suffix, and each suffix is built off each other. We have a suffix by Chalahu, we have a suffix by Chalsahi, and we have a suffix by Pirsa Isha, Shalib Vesta. The Gemara tries to bring a proof from the fact that the Gemara says is to imply that every anus is does not suffice in order to exempt him from his anus, because it says the Nisel, nonetheless, it's Oichas Mishalayv al Oichas Vichumos. That means even in the case of onus, she eats. From his pocket, and the Gemara Ravashi is doicha. It's no that since the Vesh of the Mishnah of Nusin the Basulu to be Chiddush is talking about her. The Sefer also talks about her, but it's not to make the diuk. And really, he's only going to have to pay for Mazenus when it's a Nusul when he's actively preventing it. That's the basic read of the Gemara. So now to start off, just the basic analysis of the Gemara. I think there are. Let's start off with one basic question. The basic question is, what's the machlikas between Lishna Kama and Lishna Basra? Right? According to Lishna Kama, it's Pasha that once we have a Makar, that Enus is going to create an exemption, so then that's going to be true across the board, that every Enus is going to create an exemption. We don't care if it's Tukana Darabonan, we don't care if it's Chalahu, Chal Sahih, Pirsanida, all these things are going to put from his Enus. According to Lishna Basra, everything's a suffix. Everything's a suffix. So what's the what the, what the, what's the machlekes here between lishna kama and lishna basra? Lishna kama is basic. Any time that you have an anus, an anus, an anus, who cares? Whereas when it comes to the lishna basra, it's not a question of just having an anus. Only specific insim the Gemara knows are going to create a p'tor, and other insim not. So what is the difference in svara here that is going to be the catalyst to to having these different opinions in the Gemara itself? So now, in order to answer this question, I want to introduce a topic here. Um, there's a basic question we could ask, which is precedes this. The chiv mezainus that a person has to his wife. So after yud beis chidush, what is that? Right? You could hear that in a certain way, Chazal are upset. You said you, you were teveya. You said you wanted to marry her. Now 12 months lapsed. It's time for you to marry. You didn't marry yet. So Chazal will give you a knas. Has also said, pay you a monetary fine, pay the value that you're chayiv to pay, give her for mezinus when you're married. You have to give that to her right away. That's one way you could hear. Kilo Chazal strapped you on the wrist. Another way you could hear is that no, that be'etzem, the whole takan of mezinus is a dindarabon in the first place. So Chazal said, you were to pay her for to get married. Great. So now, when do your marriage obligations start? So if you go to the chuppah and you get married, it's partially your marriage obligations started already. That's, that's called Nesulin. So obviously, Chazal you then, once Nesulin hit. But now, what happens if there's something called Yud Beis Chodesh? And Yud Beis Chodesh means that now, according to Halacha, it's incumbent upon you to be kind of It's incumbent upon you to do Nesulin. So it could be, I could hear... That Chazal obligated, Chazal told you, they set up a system that once there's a mission that says, he gives man nisis, eichis mishle, eichis the pshat wasn't, he just slapped you on the wrist and said that you know what, you have to start paying money. They actually said that your monetary obligations as part of your marriage, that come with your marriage, actually start even if you didn't elect to get married yet. The very fact that you were Mekadashar and you were Tevayah now for Nesuin 12 months ago, that starts the Chive Ishus. It starts the Chive of marriage, the monetary ones, even before the marriage itself. That would be another way I could hear it. And therefore, 
the chiv mezunas would be because we're supposed to be married already. So obviously, after my marital obligation started, in a certain way, this you know, makes more sense, right? Because it's uchlis mishalayva uchlis betruma. Why uchlis betruma if it's only a monetary fine? So you could say that truma is less expensive to buy. That's also true. But the Pashup Shad is because now we're relating to her, even on a financial level, on a monetary level, as his wife. He's his wife. So even if she's still living by her father's house, but she's his wife. At least on the we're viewing it like that regarding his monetary obligations. And therefore, maybe that's what's allowing me to eat Petruma also. So in the show, if you were Rashi, Rashi in Divra Maskil, Uchlis Mishalai, Rashi says, Shabal Chayiv Bibazinus Ishtai. Rashi tells us why is he Uchlis Mishalo on your base? Because there's a Takanadirabanan that a Baal has to feed his wife. So according to Rashi, it's clear, clear, clear that he understood that this din of Uchlis Mishalo and Uchlis Petruma is bringing in early the Chiyuvim of the marriage itself. That Chazal Shtaldavek that if they didn't marry her by Yudmiz Chodesh, then he has to, he has a chiv to marry her. His marital obligations also started, even though they're not married. That's what I see from this Rashi, Uchlis Mishalai. Now, there's another Rashi I was assigned to you. Rashi says, in the Fikoch, he says, Rav Yusuf Mishmedinav Right? So, Rav Yosef, these two smaras, these two Lashinas, the Shnekam and the Shambas, are all in Rav Yosef. That Rav Yosef is saying now, this piece, this extension of the Tur Mazinus, he's saying on his own. And what is it? He says it from his own smar of Omar, and he said, Now we see that if a person's prevented due to an illness, he doesn't have to feed her, then Cholahu Vechule. So, on the first take, What's the Mauk of Machmas Enes? What's that principle? Why would it be that a Mauk of Machmas Enes means that you're exempt from paying for Mazenus? Why would that be? Just because, just because you couldn't do it, at the end of the day, there's Yudbe Shchidosh happened. So like we saw in Rashi, then your marital obligation should kick in. So the answer of is Pashat, that those marital obligations only kick in when it was Yigiyazman Velay Nasu. It was Yigiyazman Velay Nasu. Meaning to say that the time has come for the husband to marry her, and he's electing not to marry her. So when he shouldn't be marrying her, and he's electing not to, so then we say that, you know what? Now Chazal are going to obligate you in your marital obligations. But that's only when he's pushing off the, the wedding. So what's the catalyst? The catalyst for the Chiv Mazenus, and you'd be Chiddush, according to the Lishnakam, would be when the husband is preventing the marriage. He's holding up the marriage. When the husband holds up the marriage, then we're going to go ahead and obligate him in his marital obligations. But if the husband's not holding up the marriage, rather, Chazalar, because of Takana B'Sulun Nisei, so it's Chalohu, and it's Chalsehi, and Pirsanida, and all these different things are preventing the marriage from taking place, and it's not the husband actively preventing it, then Chazal didn't say, you know what, you should be married, and therefore we're going to strap on your marital obligations. Because Chazal look at the situation, and they see, ah, it's taken on us, therefore you shouldn't be married, you can't get married right now, and therefore you're going to be exempt. So now that was a claim, would be the Lishna Kama's approach here, that according to the Lishna Kama, the reason why you have a Torah in this across the board, 
is because the the mechayiv from mezinus is the active prevention of the husband from getting married. Now, what's pshat in the lishna basra? Why in the world would the lishna basra have a suffix? That seems pretty straightforward. It's a gizman v'lay nasu, right? They didn't, he didn't marry her. So now, ho ho, he didn't marry her. So let's see. If he didn't marry her actively, chayiv. But he didn't did it in the nainus. Then potter mezainus. Why? What's wrong with that svara? So let's see the first suffix of the Gemara regarding the lishna basra, and I think that's that first suffix is going to be indicative. It's going to be enlightening. So he says chaluhu. We have a suffix. What's the suffix by chaluhu? So says the holy Gemara that hosam taimamai. Over there, in our case, what's the reason you're exempt? Is mishum da'onis v'achanami onis. So maybe it's any onus will create the prevention. Or no, maybe our mission is only an onus based off a takana d'rabbanan. But but he is not a takana d'rabbanan, he's time got sick. Now who cares if it's called it is an onus based off a takana d'rabbanan or not? That's really a distinction, right? Do we care about pragmatic prevention of marriage? Or not? We only care about halachic prevention. Why would that be? So I'm going to say a chiddush. I think this chiddush is pashat. The chiddush is as follows. Maybe the mechayev for mezainus is not the fact that the husband is holding off the marriage. That's not what's mechayev it. If that's what mechayev it, it's true. Then any onus would be considered a p'tur in mezainus. But maybe... The it's not the lonosu that was mechayev in mezenas. Maybe it was the higias man that was mechayev in mezenas. The fact that twelve months lapsed tells us that you know what? Now that twelve months lapsed, Chazal said, "Pay up." Chazal said, "Start acting like a husband. Pay for her mezenas." That's what happened. The once it was considered the higias man, that was the sibas mechayev. Now, if that's true. We can start discussing. How come then, when it's a Yizman Be'echad B'Shabbos, then he has a Petor, even if it was Echad B'Shabbos, at the end of the day it's called, there was a Higiazman, because the 12 months lapsed. The answer is Geshmak. Like Rashi told us, the whole din of Mizenis in the first place is a din and now that they established a different dindarabonon, a besuanisis the Yamanavi, and Chazal said you can only get married on a Wednesday, then Higiazman also changes with that Gazira. So once Chazal made a takana, Besuanisis Yamanavi, it's only considered like it was Higiazman when it was a Yim Ravi, was a Yom Ravi following Yudbeis Chedesh. But if it was a Yom Rishon after Yud Beis Chodesh, that's not called a Gazman, because that's not called that I'm able to get married yet. So it can't be a Gazman if I'm not able to get married. So that's what I want to claim, maybe, is the take of the, the second Mishnah. The second Mishnah is coming along and saying, I, I understand when there's a Kanadir Rabbanan and Hem Amru, Hem Amru, and they're defining what's called a Gazman. So now we can discuss whether it's a Gazman or not. But... If we're not talking about a Takana Rabbana, we're talking practically he's sick in the hospital and he can't come to the Chuppah. Is that called Higiyazman or not? That's a Gavaldika suffix. That's such a good suffix, the Lishan Master didn't have an answer. 
So maybe that's the machlekes. That's how I'm going to pose the machlekes here between the lishna kam and the lishna basra. Is what's the mechayev? What's the sibas mechayev from mezainus? Is it the active prevention of the husband not allowing the marriage to go through, and therefore any illness is not an active prevention of the husband? And therefore, we're not going to strap him with his marital obligations yet. Or no, is that the fact that there was a higiyazman, that there was a, the, the twelve months lapse? So now be a husband. Is that so? Is only a takana able to mend, redact what's called the yizman, or is any practical owner going to be able also to redact what's called the yizman? That's going to be the machlekesh between lishna kama and lishna basra. So, if that's the case, then the next stage is is that very good for lishna kama, but lishna basra, we're going to have to go ahead now and discuss why. What's this with the three different sveikos? Right? Why is it be considered higiyazman when it's cholab? And even if it's yeah, not considered higiyazman when it's cholab, it was yeah, considered higiyazman cholab, so cholab may be different. Right? We're going to have to explain it. What's, what's the nature of each suffix following suit? So let's start this discussion. I want to start in Rashi first, and then we'll switch to Tesis, because there's two totally different sugiyas in the world of Rashi and Tesis. So the first suffix like we explained, is is a practical, is a chalahu going to create a p'tor. Either chalahu will create a p'tor because at the end of the day he's an onus, and therefore irrelevant of any onus, and onus changes the times of, it's not called higiyazman, because practically he's not able to get married. Or no, maybe only a takana de Rabbanon is able to alter what's called higiyazman, and if only a Takana Durabani can alter Yigiyazman, even if practically he can't get married, nonetheless, he's going to have to go ahead and still fake Mazenas. That's the first suffix. So now the Gemara says the second suffix. If you're going to say that when he gets sick, that he still has to pay for Mazenas, so what's that mean if he gets sick, he has to pay for Mazenas? That means that a practical, a practical change, a practical inability to get married is not going to alter Higiyazman. That's what it means. If in Timsilim or Chalahu, that means a practical change, a practical inability to get married won't change Higiyazman, it's still called Higiyazman. So then we have a new suffix, Chalsehi. What's it in when she gets sick? Now, before we see the suffix of the Gemara, let's just speak it out, Pashat. That obviously, if a practical change is not going to tell us that it's not called a Gazman, so then there's no reason to distinguish between Chalahu and Chalsehi. Either way, it's a practical inability to get married. So practical inabilities to get married don't change a gazman. That can't be the suffix of the Gemara. So we have to see here, now what's the suffix of the Gemara then in the case of Chal Sahih? So Mahu, what's the din? Mati Amrala, he's able to say, Hana Akeimna, I'm here. Odilma Matza Amrala Nishapa Sadeyu. Or maybe she can say, Nishapa Sadeyu. So let's see Rashi. Rashi says, oh, okay, I'm here. Rashi says two words. I'm ready. I'm ready. Now, what's Nistchapa Sadehu? Lashen Matar Sechif, a powerful rain. Nishtifa Sodcha, your field got flooded. Kalimar, meaning to say, Mazdechagorum, your mazel caused this. Ki mehayoyim. Because from today, I'm thrown upon you to give mezenas. So now, what's that mean? That means, according to Rashi, 
that at least let's say talk about hernis trapasadeyu. Hernis trapasadeyu means that she you have to start paying today because it's called agosman. You have to start paying. You have to start paying. It's called a gazman. So now, I couldn't marry her because she's sick. Tough luck. Your field got flooded. So really, you wanted to have the paris from your field. You can't have the paris from your field. It got washed out. But it's still your field. So so too, I'm still your wife. From today, you're dependent. I'm dependent on you. You have to pay for me. I am not in the Parsha because I was sick. Tough luck. Because today, it's called Hagazman. It's called Hagazman. So what the Hana Akimna? So my assumption is that Rashi is not saying that's not called Hagazman when she gets sick. Avad, it's called Hagazman. Just even though there's Hagazman, maybe I could have a Tainas Ptor. Very good, there's Hagazman. But even though there's Hagazman, since I'm Mezuman for marriage and she's not, then that should give me a ptor. Not because you shouldn't push off the Hagazman like we were contemplating in Cholohu previously. That's what we said before, that the practical hindrance to getting married won't push off Hagazman. So now at this stage of the Gemara, we're aware of that. It's true. We're not saying it's not called Hagazman. But even though it's called Hagazman, I'm ready to get married. I'm a Zuman. I'm ready to do my part. She's not ready to do her part. I don't care if she's sick or not. She's not coming to the chuppah. So you can't, you can't throw upon me marital obligations. When I'm ready to get married and she's preventing it, she's not coming, how can you throw upon me marital obligations? And it's not fair. It's not just. So Hana Imna isn't telling us that a practical hindrance should push off a gozman. It's saying even though it's a gozman, nonetheless I have a tiny ptor. I have a claim here that you can't be mechaiv me. Or maybe not. Or maybe you don't have a ptur and you have bad luck. But at the end of the day, it's hagazman and me'ayyimani v'telesachalolozin and you have to start paying because we're supposed to have been married. And tough luck. Tough luck. That's the suffix of the Gemara. Now, says the Gemara, we don't even answer that question. That's a suffix in the Lishna of Asra. Says the Mishra, says the Gemara Vaita now. But if we can say that what she can claim is Tchapasadeyu, what's Nistchapasadeyu? That it is called Hagazman and there's no Taina, there's no claim whatsoever that what? That you can exempt yourself because you're ready to get married. We still have a new question. What's the din when she gets her period? So it says the Gemara, Obviously, when we're talking about her normal menstrual cycle, we're not asking that question. We can't say tough luck. Now, what's that mean? That means that even though there's a practical hindrance here, that means that there's a, 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 a pragmatic reason why they can't get married, not at the Kanad Rabbanan. Nonetheless, the Gemara understands that he's not going to be chayv to pay from his anus. So why is that? Why is it that a person need a bishas vesta that he's not going to have to pay from his anus? So here, I think, is very, very sound logic. There's a very big difference between a lady getting her regular menstrual cycle and someone getting sick. 
When a lady gets her regular menstrual cycle, especially in the times of Chazal, the assumption was that it happened, let's say, every 30 days. And every 30 days, we knew exactly on the dot that every 30 days, it was within a 12-hour time period, she's getting her menstrual cycle. And therefore, it was something that we knew. You could get engaged 12 months, 12 months earlier, he was Teveya, that we're getting married. And we knew that on this date and that date, she's going to be Anita. It's because she's going to be Anita that date. Whereas when it comes to Cholo, Cholo, there's no, there's no assumption whatsoever a person can get sick. A person should never get sick. It's an anomaly. It's something which is out of the ordinary. There's, you can't plan for it. You can't assume what's going to happen. You never know. So it comes along the Gemara and says a Kiddush. That when it comes to a regular menstrual cycle, in as much as that's something which is readily and regularly calcul- calcul- cal- able to be calculated, so then... That's push it. That's not called a gosman. That type of practical hindrance where it's built into the calendar that we know it's going to happen. So everyone agrees to that type of practical hindrance. That's not called a gosman. And the gosman only kicks in from the 12 months after her menstrual cycle. That's pashat. And parenthetically, we'll say, but that's not true regarding cholo because there, there was no assumption whatsoever. But continues the Yamaro. The Shaila is what happens if she has a menstrual cycle? Now, if a whole reason we're saying here that she should have an exemption is because that Bishas Vesta is something we should assume, so why would we think ever that Shaloi Bishas Vesta would, yes, not be called a Gosman? So says the Gemara Suffolk. Kaven de Loi Bishas Vesta, Havya. Since it wasn't at a normal time, then Motza Amrlin is Tchapas Adayut. She can say it's called a Gosman. I we can't get married. Tough luck. You have to deal with it because or Dilma came into Since it's regular for people to change their menstrual cycles, it's not an anomaly. Therefore, Kishas Vesta Domi. That's tantamount to Shas Vesta. And needing to say why is it Kishas Vesta? That's normative enough to push off the Hagasman. So there, according to this, the third suffix of the Gemara is that when it comes to Pirsa Isha Nida Shelobishas Vesta, is that able to push off the Hagasman the way a lady's normative menstrual cycle is? That's the, that's the third suffix of the Gemara. So this is all very, very Gishmak in the world of Rashi. So, number one, it's clear, that's Pashat. Everyone agrees that it's a Kanadar Abanan, is able to push off a Hagazman, because Heim Amru Beheim Amru. We have a suffix, whether it comes, and then we have three different categories of practical hindrances. One practical hindrance is an anomaly, a Cholohu. We have a suffix, can that push off a Hagazman or not? Then we have. A, we have a practical hindrance called a regular period. That's Pashat to the Gemara. That's obvious that that pushes off a Gazman because that's something that we knew from the onset. We have a third category, which is something that's not an anomaly, but not something we were planning for. That we have a suffix. Can that push off the Gazman or not? And that was the third suffix of the Gemara. In the second suffix of the Gemara, we had a, we had a different suffix. When he's ready to get married, does he have a Tainas Ptur? Can he make a claim? Even though there's a Hagasman, he's not trying to push off the Hagasman with a, 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 a practical hindrance, which is an anomaly, a Chalsehi. Obviously not. That we said clearly in Chaluhu that you can't do that. So the whole suffix of Chalsehi, does he have a Taina? Can he, can he have a Taina's Ptur 
even though the Sibas Machayev is here, can he claim, can he claim, I'm ready, so you can't, it's not fair to obligate me in marital obligations, and I'm ready to get married, and she's not. Does he have such a claim or not? These are all Sveikas in the Gemara. Very, very clear, very, very, very Gishmak and Rashi. Tosvis has a whole different explanation. On, on the top of Omid Beis, we have Tosvis, Tivra Maskel Matzia Amrelei, Nistchapa Sadeyu. Now this is that we're going to have to work backwards here, because Tosvis doesn't talk about what the first Suffolk of the Gemara is, but it's very, very clear in the Tosvis, we'll learn from the second Suffolk of the Gemara, and we'll try to push it back into the first one. So it says Tosvis, when it comes to her ability, when it was Chal Sehi, that she can claim this Tchapa Sadeyu, he can't say, what do you mean? My mazel was gorim? Mazlo gorim. Maybe it was her mazel that was gorim. Maybe it's her fault that she is sick. Why can't he make that claim? That since the lady is not obligated in pruravu, only the husband's obligated in pruravu, not the wife, then loy me'ansha keda amrina nebe'avalya then she can't get punished, meaning to say that she can't suffer from the fact that, right, what's the nafkamina of the marriage getting pushed off? The nafkamina is we're pushing off the mitzvah, pruravu. So that is only something which can be happening to the husband. To push off the mitzvah that's, you know, incumbent upon the husband, not incumbent upon the wife, so then that's her claim, is this tchapa sadeyu, it must be that's his fault. That's the first claim. The second claim, valid, secondly, da'isha yisoda shalabal, that the wife is under the domain of the husband, the ein habal sodashelo. And the husband's not under the domain of his wife. We need to say, Ha'isha Niknes. Let me know that Kedushin was uh, a Maisa Kenyan. We spoke about this in the past, in previous years, last year. That what? That the Isha is the Kenyan of the husband. Whatever that means, you have to listen to the previous uh, alumni Ian Shear on Kedushin. But uh, spoke about it at length. But whatever that means, she's under his auspices. Now she's under his auspices? So then, obviously, then whatever's happening is the tag team, but it goes after the, the, you know, the president. So it's, uh, that's his fault. But according to Tesis, though, it comes out very, very clear. As the question is, whose fault is it? Why is this happening? Is it because of him or it's because of her? Right? So Tesis says that the whole claim in this Tchapa Sadeu is, even though it's happening to me, the lady, I, the lady, am sick... So, nonetheless, even though I'm the one that's sick, it's still because of him. So, in the world of Tisvis, that sounds like the question, is that a question, is do we have some claim of Ptor, that even though there's a Gazman, nonetheless, it's not fair to obligate me? Absolutely not. In the world of Tisvis, it sounds like a basic argument. Whose fault is this? Meaning to say, that the, the Mechaev, in the world of Tesvis, for, for the Chiv Mezenus, is, whose fault is it that we're not getting married? So now, if that's true, so let's go back up to the Gemara and start from the beginning. The Gemara has a suffix, Chalohu creates a Ptor, because since it's an Oynus, an Oynus is an Oynus. Or no, maybe only an Oynus of a Takana de Rabbanon, that they're the whole Takana de Rabbanon, was not his fault that they got getting married. So then, when the whole thing is a Takana de Rabbanan, and it's not his fault they're not getting married, so then obviously it's a Patrimazenus. But if it's Chalahu, and therefore at the end of the day, he's the reason they're not getting married, 
So then maybe he has to pay up. That's his fault. That's the first suffix. Says the Gemara, if we say that it's his fault, Cholahu's Chayev in Mazenus, it doesn't create a tour. So we see we can play the blame game. I were playing the blame game. So now what happens by Chol Sahi? We say that since she's sick, it's her fault. I'm ready to get married. She's not ready to get married, so I don't have to pay for Mazenus because it's her fault. Or she can say, you know what? No, it's your fault, hubby, because you're the one that's been sued in Puravu, not me. Savik number two of the Gemara. Savik number three of the Gemara is that what's the din of Piersanida? So Bishas Vesta, that's not a question. We can't say it's his fault if something that was normatively meant to happen happens. That's part of Teva. We knew she was going to see, and therefore she can't say, ha, ah, it's his fault. That's Pashat. But what happens if she has an abnormal period? So there, do we say that since he had an abnormal period, it's his fault? And therefore, he has to pay. Or do we say that, no, since it's normal for a woman's menstrual cycle to fluctuate, therefore, it's really her fault. And therefore, Vaitu, he doesn't have to pay for Mazenus. So it's a whole different read of what the Sveikas of the Gemara is. In other words, in the world of Rashi, each suffix is totally different. Each suffix is, does, what's the din of a practical hindrance? And even if a practical hindrance doesn't create a tour, do I have a, a claim outside of it, an external claim? And very good, that, that makes sense when it comes to an anomaly, but what if something is not an anomaly? Right? Each thing is a new Shiloh. Whereas in the world of Tesis, he's just t- taking different scenarios of onus and saying, whose fault is it in this circumstance? If it's the man's fault, he's chayev. If it's the woman's fault, she's, he's not chayev. And that's the suffix of the Gemara. So the world of Rashi and Tesis have two totally different reads in what's going on here in the Gemara. What's the, what's the Siba Samachayev? Again, we're going to say, we have no reason to think it's not called the Hagazman. But in why is it then that you are, yes, paying or not paying, are two totally different discussions in the world of Tesis. And that also, in the Rashi and Tosam, I'm sorry, and that's also going to need an explanation. So in order to address the crux here of this machlik of Shin Rashi and Tesis, and what the, what's the shankar of of the Sugil, I'm going to look here at this Kivit Shirim here I brought for you. The Kivit Shirim here in Source 6 Starts off with a chakirul. He says, "Behold, the ma'ilim of the zinus begizman the nisa." That which he has to pay for the mezinus when the time came for him to marry her. Nish the flourish b'shnei nyanim. You could explain this two different ways. The gozman uzman chiv mezinus mitzanatzmi. One way to say it is that the gizman kicks in the chiv mezinus. A chazal established that you know what. Inasmuch as the, he was Teveya her, came Yud Beis Chodesh, so now all of his Chiyuve Ishes, Midir Abanan, are going to kick in from Yud Beis Chodesh. We're going to strap him on for all of them. He has to start paying now, in the present. That's one way to go, that the Higiyaz man is Mechaev Mezoinus Be'etzer. That was how the Dindar Abanan was established. Beis, the second approach, the Inuz Man Chiyuv Mezoinus. It's not the time when the Chiyuv Mezoinus kicks in after Yud Beis Chidosh. And there's man chiv nesuin. Comes Yud Beis Chidosh, you have to get married. You have to get married. That's what happens after Yud Beis Chidosh. But automatically, once you have to get married, Kevin the chayiv lisel, since he has to marry her, memele is chayiv b'mezenis. He has to go ahead and pay for mezenis. The inonise. And if he doesn't marry her, yeshla taina, she has a claim 
Then what? Oitiso tells him, marry me or pay for the mezenas. So we have two different options here. About the, the Lishna Basra is a discussion in whether or not there was considered a Hagazman. The question is, it's Hagazman of what? Hagazman for your Chiyuve Ishos of Mezoinus? Or is a Hagazman for your Chiyuve to marry her? And now that you have a Chiyuve to marry her, immediately you have a Chiyuve Mezoinus. So I want to claim that this is the Machlikus Rashi and Tesis. That Rashi learns the first way. Rashi learns that when it comes to a gozman, a gozman is a chiv mezenis. The Chazal made it to Once the husband's tevei his wife in a suin and she has 12 months to infarnas atzma, make tachshitim. So those 12 months mean that 12 months from now, if he doesn't do the suin, all the chiyu ve'ishes midrabonim kick in. And he has to start paying for mezenis. And she keep a truma, but she's choshiv, the chod davar ke'ishtai. Minus the fact that he says to marry her. Avada, that's, that's Shittas Rashi. Whereas Shittas Tosfis is going to be the other way, that Yud Beis Chidosh Agazman means you have a to marry her. You have a to marry her, marry her, or pay. That's your two options. And therefore, Tosfis is going to learn the whole Shaka Vataria, is Avada question of what's called Agazman, but it's going to be a blame game. Now, how do those two things follow suit? Let's start with Tesis. Tesis is easier. Tesis is follows. Comes along Tesis and says, you know what? Comes to Chodesh, and now they're supposed to get married. There's a chiv to get married. So, we have a suffix. There's a chiv to get married. So, if Chazal says he can't get married, we can't, uh, what? We're going to start paying and pay money. But Chazal told him not to get married. It's not fair. We can't say. His obligations of marriage kick in before Chazal even allowed him to get married. That's nonsensical. But what happens if he has a chiv to get married and he's sick and he can't carry out that chiv? Do we make him pay or not? So says the Gemara, is that considered an inis? The same way a tekana de is. It's not, we can't make him incumbent upon him. It's not fair. No, we can make him liable. Says the Gemara, very good. We can make him liable. That's his fault. He's sick. It's due to him. They're not getting married. But now what happens when she's sick? Is that due to him or due to her? If it's due to her, so very good at Elgazman. Elgazman of Nesuin, but he's ready to get married. So he's not being Mevatal the Nesuin, he's saying, Koinis, Koinis, and she's staying in bed. So Avada there, we're not being Mechaev Mezainis. There's no Memele. There's no Memele. There's Elgazman for Nesuin. So I'm here, sweetie. You're not. So we're going to say some Memele has to pay Mezainis, but he's, he's ready to get married. No. There, we could say, you're right, she's not stepping up. But why not? Because of him. Because of Nisqat Basadeyu, it's also his fault. And therefore, then the Mele kicks in. We're ready to get married. We're supposed to get married. There's a Giazman, there's a Chiv to get married. And now, we're not getting married. Why not? Says the lady, Nisqat Basadeyu. We're not getting married because of you. We're not getting married because of you, the husband. So pay mezunas, yechiv eishas kick in also, and that's the same shaila now. What happens when as pierce eishas shalibash hasvesta? Is that also due to him or not? But the whole shaila is now that there's a chiv to get married, whose fault is it we're not getting married? Now we've determined whose fault it is we're not getting married. Now, now we can say is a chiv mezunas or not? That's the world of tesis. The gazman is going to be a shaila of whether or not, of whether or not. Is a chiv to get married, and that's going to determine is a chiv mezenas. In the world of Rashi, it's a different sugya. The world of Rashi, it's there's no two steps here. 
The word of Rashi is Hagazman means pay money. So the only thing that can fluctuate is that called Hagazman or not. That's the only thing that can fluctuate. So Cholohu, does that put an, an anomaly of a practical hindrance to getting married push off the Hagazman, a suffix? If the answer is no, so when it's Chalsehi, very good as Hagazman. But can you, does it have a tour? But the whole discussion is a, is a direct discussion of defining what's Hagazman, because Hagazman is the Machai from Azainis. So there's no basis, there's no Makam to have a blame game in the world of Rashi, because blame is irrelevant. There's no question of blame, there's a question is the time lapse. So these two different perspectives on what's the Mechaev from Azainis, not just a Hagazman. Hagazman, being Rashi, being Tisis, in the Lishna Basra, Avada is the Mechaev. But what's the Hagazman for what? The Hagazman from Azainis? If that's the case, then it's like Rashi. Hagazman's Mechaev Mezainis, so then we can only done clapping the Hagazman. Was it called the Hagazman or not? It's called the Hagazman, by Eptor. Maybe this is a, a third category of practical hindrance. What's it in there? Everything's a shayla. What's called the gosman? In the world of Teisvis, that's not the case. There's a chiv to get married. And then there's a memela. Because you have a chiv to get married, if you're not doing that, so if it's his fault, you have to pay. So the shayla is whose fault is it? Mamish kishmak. Mamish, two different, totally different ways. So, so let's speak it out. So that means that according to, we have two takes in the Gemara. Take number one, the Gemara, the Lishnakam is assuming that the Mechaev from Azoinus is the fact that the husband's unwilling to get married. The husband's deterring the marriage. But if the husband's not deterring it, there's an Oinus, there's a Cholohu, there's a Cholsi, there's a Pirsanita, there's a Takana, there's a Bonam, there's a Sibiyam, there's a Ravi, then a Vada, that practical, that, that, that hindrance, Shaloi means Sadabal, doesn't obligate him in Mezoinus. That's Lishnakamadik. Lishnabasro, the whole Shiloh is, there's something called the Giazman. In the world of Rashi, there's Higiyazman of Mezoinus, and now we have a Shaila, but it's Cholohu, a practical hindrance, push up the Gazman like a Takanadar Abanan does. And even if it doesn't, does he have a Tainas Patur? And if he doesn't have a Tainas Patur, so then what happens in a third case of a practical hindrance, which wasn't banked on, but isn't an anomaly? All the world of Rashi. In the world of Tastis, Hagazman is the Machayev in the Lishnabasra. But it's Hagazman is Machayev for Nesuin. Now, if we can. Play the blame game. So whose fault is it that the Nesuin's not happening? If the Nesuin's not happening due to the husband, he's chayv the pay mezainus. Whereas if the, the Nesuin's not happening because the Isha, then it's not fair to chayv in mezainus. That's mamish the sugya gishmak. There's an interesting nakuda here. One last nakuda I want to be aimed on. Um, and we'll call it quits with the sugya afterwards. And I didn't mamish through the, the sheet. Every nakuda, the ritual, etc. But I think the clarity in the sugya mamish came out very, very clear. There's a shemesiyat, there's a shmaya. I stand on one less nakuda. There's a machlekes here in the shita in girsos. Girsos. There's two different girsos here. It says that va'achshav sheshaninu shoktu. Now that we taught shoktu, so he gives man v'le nisu oichlis mishalev oichlis betshuma. So he gives man be echad be Shabbos. Mishich sheinei cholichlis in my mezainus. The fichal cholahu chol sehi persani de in my mezainus. Right, that's the lishna kama, and it's ve'achshiv sheshininu shoktel. Now comes along the Gemara in the lishna basra, and says eager to blame me by lei cholahu ma'u hasim de imi ma'imishim de anas aganami anas adum a hasim be takanta de kinu lei rabbanon. They made a takana for him. Now what's the takana for him? 
The takana for him, the chorus is the basu and the sisim levi. The basu and the sisim levi is to clarify. All right, we have a taina as pesach pasuach. We want to know if she cheated on me, so clarify. That's a takana takinu le rabbanon. The shita brings a different girsa. The different girsa is hasam anas betakanta tetakinu la rabbanon. La being the nekeva, they made a takana for her. So, in a certain way, that's more geshmak, right? What's that? That's Then the Gemara that says that we know when they made a takana for her on her behalf. So then, that which we taught the Gizman fine. So that's a, a revach that if the girsa is takana de takanta lorabanan. The, the Takana we're discussing here, what's pushing off the marriage? That's the Takana Shokto. So I just want to say as follows. According to us, according to our reasoning, yeah, that we said so far in the Machlekes Rashi Tesis, so now this is very, very Gishmak, I think, that in the world of Tesis, I don't have a, a way to, I don't have a, a, a barometer, I don't have a this test here because at the end of the day, Tesis doesn't explain this part of the Gemara. But I would like to claim as follows. In the world of Tesvis, what happens if it's a Takana de Rabbanon, which is for his benefit? It's for his benefit. So I could hear that we would say, you know what? It's a Takana de Takinu Le Rabbanon. It's his fault they're not getting married. So Tesvis, who's playing the blame game, would prefer a, a, a Girsa of Hossam Takana de Takantu La Rabbanon. They made the Takana on her behalf. Now that they made the Takana on her behalf, so now, what's the difference? Because there's a Gizman Lisa. Time is coming, he has to marry her. Ah, they're not getting married, why not? Because it's Takana de Rabbanon. So now we have a question. So who who they make that for? If they made it for his benefit, so what does she care? She can she can claim. Pay for my Mazenus. He gives to get married. Ah, there's a reason we're not getting married because of you, so you have to pay for my Mazenus. Tough luck. But if the Takana de Rabbanon is for her benefit... Then she doesn't have such a claim. What's she going to say? Ay, there's a Takana de Rabbanon here. So, so what? So you have to pay for my mezenas, but I'll say what's for you. So you're the reason we're not getting married. So there, this is, it would go very, very gishmak. The second, the Girsa, the Shita, in Source 11, that the Takana is the Takinu Lo Rabbanon. Whereas according to Rashi, it doesn't make a difference. It wasn't the Takana, the Takinu Lo Rabbanon, like the Pashas, the Gemara, the Basu, and this is, there's the discussion here, not the Shaktu. So then, that's very, very gishmak. That's gishmak. You could go still with the girsa, the pasha de girsa, the tekanta tekinu that they made the tekanta for his benefit. Because the question at the end of the day isn't is whose fault it is. The question at the end of the day is who's is it called the gazman? Is the chiv mezinus kicking? Mitzvah that's we're going to stop this week. Mitzvah I think it went over gishmak. Next week we're going to start a sugya. Of in inus begitten, I assume I assume we're not we're going to pick up with Afkeinu the week after. That's what I assume. But it's a geshmak asugya. We'll talk about different nakudas. What you say of inus? Why getting would be different? Maybe maybe we'll touch on inus be We'll see. But either way, looking forward, it should be very geshmak be'ezer Hashem.